Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm the host for today's show. A very interesting match week has been um, in match week 30. A lot of drama regarding the title race, but also regarding officials. Bad decisions on the pitch and you've got linesmen front elbows like it's a UFC fight. So a lot has happened. We'll discuss all the talking points shortly. But before we do, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. It only takes 10 seconds to do that. Um, it'll be a big help to our channel, helps us grow, helps our content reach new audience, audiences. Um, feel free to drop a comment as well if you're watching live or even if you're watching the replay. So let's get into it. So the first game, Liverpool versus Arsenal. What a game it was. For me, one of the best games of the season so far. It had everything. The passion from the crowd was immense. The Liverpool fans were truly the 12th man. And it certainly helped with the outcome of the result. I genuinely think Liverpool should have won, um, considering the amount of chances we had in the second half. But considering we were so bad in the first half, and Arsenal probably should have closed the game, um, I'm content with the point. Um, some say that this is a great point for Arsenal. Only time will tell. I think we've certainly put a spanner in the works um, because, best believe, if Arsenal had won the game, the fans would be celebrating in North London, claiming the title is coming home. But because they've drawn, um, they're trying to feel a bit more upbeat. Saying it's a great point, but I think deep down, <laughs> they're hurting inside in reflection to this meme right there. Um, but in terms of the game, I think Arsenal were causing all kinds of havoc in the first half an hour. They certainly outplayed Liverpool in the first 30 minutes. I can't lie. I was thinking it's going to be a long day for Liverpool. But the clash between Shaka and Trent Alexander-Arnold, which you can see, has certainly um, played a part in the game. Um, it helped the crowd um, be a bit more passionate. They felt more fired up. Um, and that was reflected onto the team. Even the linesman who bizarrely <laughs> tried to throw an elbow at Robbo, who was in complete shock. Um, if it was another player, I promise you, <laughs> that referee might have got a smack in the mouth because um, I know if I was a player, I probably would retaliate in that manner. Now, for me, with regards to the action, the linesman has to be suspended for the rest of the season and maybe send him on a course with Mitrovic for anger management because... If Mitrovic is getting an eight-match ban for touching the referee, it should go either way as well. So I hope the officials uh, or the committee look into it. But yeah, it remains to be seen. But back to the game. The second half was all Liverpool. We created so many chances, but we have to give props to Ramsdale, who was outstanding and made some world-class saves, especially in the latter stages of the game. Man City fans will be rubbing their hands as they will feel they're back in the race or have a slight edge uh, with a game in hand. City, City, in fact, face Arsenal at the Etihad in a couple of weeks' time, which is a big, big game. Uh, but regardless of the outcome, uh, this title race, for me, will still go to the wire. So exciting times for the neutrals and Man City fans. Tension for Arsenal fans. Um, in regards to Liverpool, 
they deployed a new tactic uh, playing Trent Alexander-Arnold as an inverted fullback, which we've seen Man City and Arsenal also do this season. Honestly, first half was terrible for Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think he was caught out of position numerous times and left the team exposed on the right-hand side. I think once he had fire in his belly after that clash with Shaka, he changed his tune in the, first, in the second half. Um, I think also even in uh, the second half, Konate um, was able to uh, uh, sort of get accustomed to that new role where he had to play right centre-back, but also cover the right-back position as well. So in terms of Trent Alexander-Arnold, he was so effective in the second half. Is this the long-term role for Trent Alexander-Arnold? I like the fact that he played the inverted role, but it only works if we have a pacey right-sided centre-back who was Kanate and he was in beast mode yesterday. If it was Matic, for example, I think that tactic falls to pieces. Um, I tweeted last week um, where I had a wild take about possibly playing Trent Alexander-Arnold as a midfielder. I had a couple of people interact with me saying that, oh, this is something that local fans have wanted for a long time. I wasn't with that notion where I wanted him as a midfielder like two, three years ago. Looking at his performances this season, I think now is the right time for him to make that transition. Um, I think he's achieved everything he can playing right back. And I feel like he's hit the ceiling. So maybe it's time for him to evolve and play in a new role. And maybe midfield can be, be that position. So... With that being said, I've been wanting to do some content about this um, changing position about training for a couple of weeks now. So I will be discussing this topic in more detail on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Uh, so please make sure to tune in. Um, it's already scheduled on my channel, so please make sure to hit the like button. And yeah, get involved. Come on the show. Let me know your thoughts in the live chat and we can have a good discussion about it. But on to the next game, uh, which is... Southampton versus Man City. So Man City were rampant in this game. Uh, this was definitely a message to the Premier League that they're hitting a new level. Um, they're showing championship form right now, to say the least. If I was an Arsenal fan, I would be worried, I can't lie. Um, the goal machine, um, Erling Haaland, opens the scoreline with a routine header. I saw, I think these were content creators that um, were discrediting Holland as a player, saying all he does is score goals. Um, you realise that is the hardest thing to do in high-level football, right? I don't know. Some fans' outtake on football can be quite ridiculous. But anyway, back to the game. Grealish joins the party and scores with the outside of his foot. He's been in sensational form recently. And then it was the duo, Grealish and Holland again. For the third goal, and Haaland scores an outrageous bicycle kick. What a goal it was. I believe that's his 30th goal of the season. He's only two goals away from breaking Andy Cole's record of 32 goals in the Premier League. I'm sure he'll wrap that up next week. So, yeah, that's pretty much shooing for him to do. Southampton get a consolation goal through Seko Mara. He scored a couple of goals this season, and funny enough, it was actually against City both times. Um, he looks a talent to me. I think he's... Most likely, Southampton will go down. I can see a lot of Premier League teams trying to sign him. Definitely looks like a talented young player and one that can blossom in a different team. And Man City get the fourth goal after Kevin De Bruyne was fouled in the box. Penalty for City um, and Alvarez steps up and converts from the spot. So, 
great win for City. Concerning time for Southampton as they've not been able to get three points in the last five games. Unfortunately, it just looked like they will be going down. But it's so tight at the bottom of the table. Anything can happen or change in between games. So remains to be seen. Just got a couple of comments here. Eagle Eye Football says, what a game this was. I think you're referring to that Arsenal-Liverpool game. I think the Crystal Palace game was definitely a game as well, which I will touch upon later on the show. So thank you for your comment there. Another comment from Madison. Select people keep trying to push analysis that Alvarez is better for City than Haaland. It's jealousy. That's the only way I can look at it. Um, Haaland is an unbelievable finisher in goal. I know Alvarez has a bit more to his game because he's more of an all-round player. But at the end of the day, if you've got a striker scoring 30 goals in his opening season in the Premier League, you can't disregard that talent. It's just, it's easy to say, oh, all he does is score goals. That's easy. That's easy narrative to have. So I don't like the way fans, obviously I'm a rival fan, so I shouldn't really be speaking too highly of Haaland. But when you see world-level talent playing in your league, you have to be honest and say, look, this is a special player right there. Who scores 30 goals in the opening season, let alone their whole history? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who's making those points, but it's ridiculous to me, in my opinion. On to the next game. Um, Manchester United versus Everton. So, this was a midday match. And to be honest, nice walk in the park for Manchester United. They were comfortable from the first minute and made it look rather easy against a tricky opposition in Everton. Um, the scoreline could have been a lot more as I think United had a lot of chances to expand on that 2-0 victory. Uh, McTominay uh, opens the scoreline for Manchester United in the 36th minute with a great finish inside the six-yard box. Second half, it was more of the same for Manchester United. And Martial comes off the bench to score the second goal of, this, of the game. Great play by Rashford on the left side to square up for the French striker. A solid win for Manchester United. They're now in fourth position. Level points with Newcastle, who are third. It's an interesting battle between Newcastle and United regarding that first spot. Who do you think will get third at the end of the season? Drop a comment and let me know, guys. Um, speaking of top four, the next game was a big one, but very, very controversial at the same time. And that was Tottenham versus Brighton, which ended 2-1. Before kickoff, there seemed to be some bad blood between the two managers. A lot of shouting and finger-pointing, uh, which was a bit strange to see, to say the least. Uh, Spurs started the game with a bang. A great goal from Son, who scores his 100th Premier League goal. He hasn't been consistent this season, but a lovely finish nonetheless and a great achievement for him. Brighton scored a goal moments later. A lovely dink pass by McAllister to Mitoma. But unfortunately, he controlled it with his arm. Ruled out by offside. When I first saw it, I didn't actually think it was handball. Um, it's quite a debate one, as it felt like it hit more or less his bicep. But yeah, I don't think that was a correct decision, but it is what it is, I guess. But the Seagulls finally got on the score, uh, score sheet. Great header by Dunk, who leapt high in the air. He's already a tall fella, so he was gonna, going to be beaten in the air. Scored from a corner, a great header. Poor marking by Spurs uh, before that goal. Welbeck scores a goal later on, but his goal gets disallowed as well. And it hits McAllister on the arm as it went into the goal. 
even that one was a close one. I feel like it just sort of like rubbed off his arm. Could have gone either way, but loves the law, I guess. Um, harsh one in, in, in my eyes, but unlucky for Brighton there. Moments later, fireworks were let loose on the score on the sidelines. Sorry, uh, with both Spurs and Brighton staff getting involved in the melee. Uh, Zerbi gets a red card for his actions, but so does Delini, um, <laughs> who was not involved and was not about that life at all. But he also gets a red card. Uh, controversial one as he really didn't get involved in the the handbags or whatever you want to phrase it as. Um, that wasn't even the most controversial moment of the game. It was this part where Mitoma gets fouled in the penalty box, a blatant penalty all day long, but the ref completely ignores it and says, play on. Outrageous decision. The PGMOL, I think that's the committee for referees, apologised after the game for some of the decisions made. But this is why us fans always complain that there's no consistency with these officials. They literally do whatever they please and it's become a joke now. But hey, um, let's hope things improve. I can't see it, to be fair. When you've got lines in front, elbows, left, right and centre, doesn't look good for the game. But back to the game. Harry Kane gets the match winner for Spurs in the later stages. An important win for Spurs. Um, but for Brighton, I think top four seems like miles away now. I thought they had an outside chance because they had a couple of games in hand. But this game may hit a block in their pathway but it remains to be seen. In other games, Newcastle uh, won against Brentford away. This was a crucial win for Newcastle. This game had a bit of everything. Ivan Tony missing a penalty as well. Who would have thought? But he had a second bite of the cherry and was able to convert from the penalty spot. Joe Linton gets the equaliser for Newcastle on a solo run. He has to be by far the most improved player in the league this season. He's been sensational since Eddie Howe has come into the club. Isaac gets the winner with a great shot into the top bin. I saw someone on Twitter saying that he's the new regen Thierry Henry. <laughs> Not sure about that one, to be fair, but he's been a fantastic signing and has played a big part in Newcastle's recent wins. So it's looking good in terms of their campaign so far. Next game, Wolves versus Chelsea. Frank Lampard returns as manager for the remainder of the season. Me personally, I thought it was a weird appointment, um, but apparently... James Corden played a part in the appointment, uh, gave that reference to Todd Bowley. So who knows? This might be the new director of football for Chelsea. Who would have thought, eh? Um, the goal scored by Mateus Nunes was worthy of winning any football match. What a strike it was. Liverpool fans, talk to me. Would you still want Nunes at the club next season as a new signing? You know the drill, guys. Drop a comment below. Let me know what you think. Another game for Eagle Eye Football. Leeds United versus Crystal Palace. What a win for Crystal Palace. Certainly wasn't expecting that, that one to say the least. But Leeds United fans, talk to me. What happened? That's right, you guys got roid. Um, it started off so well for Leeds United as well. They took the lead with a Bamford header. Great finish, to be fair. But Palace scored at the perfect time. Um, Gay gets a crucial equaliser just before half time. And second half, it was a different game. 
great goals from Ayu, Eze and Edward. Where were these players under Vieira? They weren't showing this sort of form in front of goal. Um, Alisa, who wasn't actually on the score sheet, was fantastic for me. Uh, one of the man of the match for me um, in that Palace team. He had a fantastic second half. Overall, very important three points for Palace. It was desperately needed. They're now 12th in the league and I have some breathing space from the relegation zone. So good news for Palace fans there. And that's a review of Matrix 30. But before we conclude, uh, let's announce the manager of the week. And this goes to Amel Smith-Rowe and his team name is Ayana Frozen Food FC. I feel like I've just given a plug to your food brand there, but it is what it is. Um, you got 82 points. Uh, four of your players managed to get double figures. So good selection from you. Well done to you um, in the league. And that concludes the show. It's a quick one today. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to Eagle Eyed Football and Madison for the comment. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment and subscribe to the channel. Appreciate all the support. The next show will be taking place on Wednesday at 10pm UK time where I'll be doing LFC related content. But if, even if you don't support LFC, feel free to join as I will be discussing a talking point in the last 24 hours about Trent Alexander-Arnold. Should he switch to midfield? I think he does, but I'll go into more detail about that. So until next time, guys, take care, stay safe, and I'll see you all Wednesday. Goodbye.